Welcome to the Service MVP Podcast, and my name is Joe Crisera, America's Service Coach. And I have with me one of my very best friends, Andrew Guthrie, who is with Allegiant, Allegiant Heating yep. and Air, is it? Yeah, yep. Thank you so much, uh, down in San Diego. And uh, Andrew is a top-notch uh, service provider in his heart. This guy is a bulldog who never quits. Andrew, thanks for being on the show here. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Well, Andrew uh, is going to give us the three keys to HVAC sales success that he's experienced. And Andrew has used the program that we teach. And uh, Andrew, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with HVAC and how you got involved with the sales aspect of things. All right. Yeah, I've been in the industry, gosh, coming up on 23 years. Um, originally, you know, started at the, the bottom of the barrel, just like everyone does, a grunt installer. Uh, got into a business with my my family. So me and my two brothers actually started a business, uh, had a very successful corporation, but uh, just like most family businesses, things can get a little bit tense. Uh, so after about 13 years, that relationship ended. And, um, you know, I was, was more on the operations side. So I was doing, you know, um, project management, installation management, running two warehouses, inventory, all that stuff. Um, the reason that I got into sales after parting ways with, uh, you know, my company was because our sales guys simply made more than we did as owners every year. <laughs> so <laughs> gave you a clue. If you want to get some money made, you got to get into the sales aspect of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, it's we like were... the pro athlete, the pro athlete of HVAC, the pro athletes of HVAC, I always say. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it was fun. You know, we were mentally prepared for that. You know, we had some good business coaches and they said, hey, you guys got to be prepared for your sales guys to make more than you if you want to grow the business. And, you know, they weren't lying. So um, that's why I got into sales. And it was uh, a little bit of a rough start because there was there was no process. You don't have, have really great connections in the industry. Um, but you know, got connected with some people that just said, yeah, go out and sell jobs with absolutely zero training. And that um, turned out to be a train wreck. Uh, you know, my closing rate was in the 20 percentile, um, average ticket about 12,500. Um, got on with a new company who actually introduced me to you. So that's how I got started with the process. And uh, immediately after graduating, my closing rate went through the roof and my average ticket went from 12.5 to 18.5, which was amazing just from simply following the process. Um, I more fine-tuned the process over the, the next two years after that and got my average ticket up to quite a bit, you know, just under 24. So it was about 23,500 was my, was my average ticket. So now I'm uh, kind of evolved because I just see that there's some needs. So now I'm more of a, a coach and mentor and, you know, doing some sales and selling technician management training and implementing new policies and procedures to get everyone else on board, maximize every opportunity. So... Well, Andrew, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for telling you. I know you are, he's a grinder, this dude. I know he got to the, he, he first found us on the, when COVID was in full stride, he was out there taking his lessons online. And then he brought those lessons into reality with real people in the real field. And uh, definitely it's a pleasure to have him here. Andrew, let's go over the three keys that you feel in your heart after all those years of experience uh, with both family businesses, which you know, that's all keep you might need family therapy for that one. We'll leave that, uh, we'll leave that go right there, but we all do. We all have that. Everybody in their family's got things we love about them and things that, you know, we need help with, but nonetheless, let's talk about the, something we can control, which is uh, the outcome of these calls. So right now you said the first key that you said was the office staff, uh, and make sure that they're on board with following the process first, because that's where the 
uh, I guess that's where the opportunity begins. You want to expand on that a little bit and why you think that's such an important factor, Andrew? Yeah, so the the guys that get out into the field need to have confidence that the office is setting them up for success and has their best interests in mind. Um, I think that everyone has worked for a company, um, you know, especially in San Diego, fifth largest county in the United States. So, I mean, when they send us out to the boonies and we drive for 20 or 30 miles, we want to make sure that we're not going uh you know, to, to something that was really just a, a blown call or wasn't set up for success to begin with. So uh, making sure that the the office staff is on board, we're vetting the calls, we're, we're prioritizing the calls and not just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our pants and just scheduling whatever, whenever is a huge step to the process. Yeah, that, that is something that a lot of people don't realize. The, the culture, we talk about, hey, we need to build a good culture. That's kind of like a soft thing that people say, but truthfully, Culture is built when one part of the team shows that they have uh, care, respect, and support for the other part of the team. And, and if you don't do your job right, then you're showing a lack of care. Does that make sense there, Andrew? Could you expand on that a little bit and uh, how, how that can be frustrating, really not just to the office, not just to the field staff, but really to everybody. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, of course, culture is everything, but it doesn't take a whole lot for that culture to go off the rails. Um, so er everyone has a job to do. And if not everyone's fulfilling their job to the best of their abilities and following a process that's in place is going to lead to proven results with proven track records, uh, the right policies and procedures in place, that culture is just going to go down the hill very, yeah, very quickly. It. And it gets demoralizing. So. Yeah, I guess if the field staff knows that the office staff has a process and they're not following it, then when you try and get the guys in the field to follow it, you're gonna they're gonna say, Well, why are you come after me? They aren't even answering the phones the right way. They're not even dispatching the calls the way they're supposed to do it. Cause they're gonna hear they're gonna hear what you know, the training is something that people kind of <clears throat> it spills over into other different areas and you know, people need to know what to expect. <clears throat> so when you train a guy, they're gonna get one call at a time. You're going to get the prioritized call. You're going to get these things like that. If you don't get it, then you're like, wait a second, you guys were saying I was going to get this this way. And I think we've all <clears throat> worked there and been disappointed by the organization uh, when it's not the part. And Andrew, you as a, one of the leaders, how's that uh, uh, bear on you as a leader? How much responsibility does a leader take on stuff like that uh, when it comes to the, getting that getting that together? Uh, ultimately, I take full responsibility of that. So, you know, a lot of people can can do the good old finger pointing. Um, I'm not going to point the finger at anyone if, if I don't have my act together and I'm not implementing the right policies and procedures. Uh, of course, there has to be accountability on all fronts, but ultimately the leaders got to take the role. They got to take the responsibility and make sure that everyone's on board with the process. Um, have different options for what to do if people aren't on board with the process, just like you have, have trained me to do so well. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I, I never point the finger at anyone else. If, if the job's not getting done, it's because the leaders didn't, didn't, didn't have the right structure in place to begin with. Yeah, or they didn't have the right uh, training, the support, the, uh, you know, the say, okay, the, the, the flip the switch, you guys, today we're doing this, right? That's like, uh, sometimes people don't have the deadline even, you know, it's like, it's like you can train it, you can learn it, we kind of practice it. All right, okay, today we go live. Like, it's like the deadline. That That's sometimes to me, what do you think about that, Andrew, about that kind of a debt? Let's create a deadline when we do this stuff. Let's put this in place now. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, my, my guys, they know, you know, there, there's the schedule for the training that depending on where they're out with the process with you. Um, and I, I just kind of let them know. It's like, hey, man, during this process, we're pulling back that bowstring. But as soon as as soon as this process is done, you guys graduate. You know, we're releasing that bow and it's it's go time. So so they kind of know and it's a built up and there's an expectation with with clear guidelines and parameters for what to follow and what's expected at what time frame. So absolutely. Well, and 
Andrew, thank you for saying that. I think it's really great. And uh, Devin. So number two, uh, I think you said is that to be determined to follow the process, because uh, you know you can tell us a little bit about that. Obviously, it's easy to say follow the pro follow the process, but there's so many temptations or people internally from the insert and then for the external team, uh, extra customers who try to drag us off track. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So to be honest, uh, when I first went through your process, I, I had never really done any kind of formal sales training. And in my mind with, you know, all the technical experience and everything that I had, I thought in my mind, there's no way in a million years I'm going to sell anything. There's no way this process could work. I simply followed it and was blown away at the results. So I haven't, I haven't gone astray from that process. You know, so it's so tempting to get back into the the sear rating, the tonnage, you know, start saying these, mm -hmm. these stupid words that we use in the industry that the customers don't understand. They don't know what an inverter system is. They don't know what a two-stage yep, variable yeah. speed 16 sear system is. You're just talking over their head. Um, they know what a mid-range system is. <laughs> they, they, they understand that. So yep. uh, following the process is, 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 huge and yes you're, you're right there's so many different temptations and and the way that we're trained you know some people get trained with the the, the no pressure or low pressure and yeah i'll just email you the quote and uh, you know that that that's great I, I agree you know you don't want to pressure people into doing something but if you're not steering the the ball the right way you're not going to when, when it comes to the end of that call and presenting options that's the result you're going to get so hanging in there knowing the objections and following the process focusing on the who as opposed to the what and speaking a language that customers understand is is crucial so man you're speaking my language now you know i started thinking about it when you're saying all that and i was like you know, it's really three things it's it's the uh, internal people sometimes are telling us to do things different hurry on the call get done with the call faster or whatever uh then mm -hmm. the external external client clients are saying hey my wife can't be here and all that kind of stuff and then a lot of it is us like you've had 23 years one thing i give andrew special credit on is the internal inside yourself saying, oh, it's just so much more comfortable to go back to the old way. Uh, talk about SCR and BTO, we'll get the literature, read the literature upside down and things like that. Now, how did you break that pattern for yourself though, Andrew? Because I know you had your brain, your brain when we were going through that one week class, I see the wheels were spinning really hard and the smoke was coming out of your ears at the time. Remember that? <laughs> I remember when you first did your first option, she said, hey, look at this, Joe. I'm like, dude, that's like the opposite of what we're talking about. You got to get rid of that verbal pack, get that verbal packaging. <laughs> game. But I'm happy to hear you're, you're supporting that now because before it was like, oh, gosh, I got to tell this guy how far off he is. But you got it. You, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're teaching the same thing that you now learn from me. But uh, how, did, how did you overcome that internal, the dark voice in our head that says, man, this is like outside my comfort zone. I'm, it's not like I'm used to doing it for 20 years or whatever. Because I think we had probably 20 years in this game before you met me three years ago or whatnot. Uh, right. And then you're like, uh, hey, I got to rewire 20 years and do it in this new way. How did you overcome that? Um, this guy named Uncle Joe that I know kind of had to pound it in my head a couple times um, you know I, I didn't know that 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 day that we graduated from that class would go down in infamy but um you know I don't know if you remember or not but well I actually you do remember everything but uh when you mm -hmm. you know I, I was the only guy that graduated that day so um yep. hearing all the other people graduate and and Joe kind of uh give people a peace of mind on how they weren't prepared and and whatnot. And I was just glad that I'd asked you for advice beforehand. Uh, and then also when I got off track, because it was so easy for me to graduate, you know, come out of the class gung-ho, the first one, three months is, is awesome. 
And then I just went off the rails again and I couldn't figure out what I was doing. Um, so you, you helped me with one of my calls and um, you kind of ripped me a new one, which I needed because you, <laughs> I, I was in there saying sear and tonnage and efficiencies and all this stuff again. I was like, what am I doing? So you, you helped guide me back onto the right path. And as soon as I corrected that, because, you know, like we just discussed, it's so easy to get go back to your old ways of doing things. So mm-hmm. um, after correcting that, the air of my way, if you will, and, and just simply doing what you said, it was like, man, it really works because I'm only smart enough to listen to people that are smarter than me and have the experience and have the results. You know, some people are like, oh, you're a great salesman. I'm like, no, I'm just smart enough to, to listen and do what other people do that have the results that I want. It's that simple that's, for me. That's a great philosophy. And uh, definitely it was an honor to help you with that. And uh, I su- assist you to get back on track. I got you. You took an ex- <laughs> exit ramp and I got you right back on the main highway again. And that was, uh, that was a fun, it was a good times. Cause then, you know, actually the funny thing is I think I remember when I was seeing you, you were trying to present the options when you go back to that uh, old school way. And I, I think I even heard you kind of look, look, look in your face when you're doing it on Zoom. I'm like, I think right now he realizes that this is all screwed up. Like, so I said, well, actually, I didn't. Have, I, think I, I don't think I had to tell you. You you ripped yourself a new one. I said, yeah, so Andrew, what do you think about that compared to what we taught you? And he's like, gosh, yeah, I got this all screwed up. And you, you, you admitted, I, I didn't have to tell you, as I recall. You told yourself. I, I just had to put the mirror in front of it and said, oh, is that is this the way we taught you, Andrew? Do you, so you're saying this is what you learned. No, it's not what I learned at all. And it's like, so, and, and guys, this is a good lesson, though, because, you know, we all get out track. Even we do here at Service MVP. We have to constantly, uh, you know, remember that we are, you know, we have to have that part of it. You know, and, you know, the Service MVP way has, it has built in a little friction in the process where you're not always doing the same thing that you would think you would do. Like, instead of saying, yeah, let's go, hey, can you, can you get, the, can I get this job done today? Well, John, I have to check my schedule first, a little friction like that, right? The other member, those friction points. And those are the things that you've, you come around to, Andrew, where it's kind of adopted the Uncle Joe way in that part of it. T- tell us about that. Oh, yeah. So uh, just <laughs> creating a little bit of tension is always nice. I think one of my, my favorite ones from you is, you know, when it comes to, you know, indoor air quality control, you know, and just simply asking people the, the uncomfortable question, you know, which I get from you is, uh, you know, just things like, oh, so I assume that indoor air quality is, isn't a big, you know, concern to you guys and having yeah. people go, well, of course it is. What are you talking about? They're kind of creating those little friction moments. And it must go, be oh, dust- we'll get back to that later. Yeah. It must be dust free in here. Man, this house is so clean. It must be dust free. Are you crazy? It's dust, <laughs> dust everywhere. That's why a little, little friction there, right? That's always great there. All right. Yeah. Now, finally, the third Absolutely. part, you said bring it to a conclusion. That's the third thing you said is third key for you is bring it, bring every yeah. opportunity to put. So we go out there, we, we drive out the 20 miles up to the desert where we're going to go out there in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. We uh, got a lot of calls we got to do today. You're probably busy. Thanks for giving me this time, by the way, in the, one of the busiest uh, months of the year uh, doing this. And then you got to make sure that we, we take care of that opportunity. Tell us about that part of it and how what impact that has to take care of that opportunity to bring it to a conclusion. That is a big game changer. So, um not bringing every call to a conclusion, whether that call, so that call, once again, comes from service MVP is having every call needs, needs to result in a yes, no, or a follow-up being scheduled. Um, and when you say a follow-up being scheduled, we don't mean I'm going to call you for a follow-up. No, that that's not a follow-up being scheduled. And it's never the customer's responsibility to follow up with us who called us out there to provide them with a service. It's just up to us to make sure that we get that call scheduled. Uh, the, the number one way is, you know, of course, 
is to get an in-person follow-up. Um, I forget the statistics, but it's out of control. If you can actually get your foot back in the door, someone invites you back into their house. Um, giving the customer the opportunity to, to part as friends, even if they do tell you no, because sometimes they don't like to tell you no to their face. So at least communicating that with them. Um, or that call obviously re resulting in a yes. If you do if you do the process and you follow the process right, when it comes to the end of that call, bringing it to a conclusion uh, with a yes, no, or a follow-up really isn't a problem. That is so awesome. So it, it, although there is, uh, you know, truthfully, it is a very simple process. There's only three things. You, the, I would say there's three things you can I, I publicly tell people. You know, there's, yeah, sure, John, if you're, are you interested or not? I'm, I'm interested. Okay, if you're interested, then there's three things. We can get the job done now. We can schedule it to come back and get the job done later. Or you can come back and make your choice later, which way you want to do it. Okay, well, just email it to me. Well, I could do that, but uh, that'd be bad service because then you know you'd be calling me. I wouldn't be having anything on the schedule. Uh, now, if you don't want to do those three things, I can always withdraw my bid. You want to do that? You want to do that? That's that friction. That's that friction <laughs> again, right? No, I don't withdraw. Don't withdraw the bid. I like you. Okay, if you like me, then we'd have to reschedule either to get the job done or get the job to come back and choose or just come get the job done now. You could just do it now if you want to. So what should we do? I like that part of it. Andrew, so what would you say if you had to put a number on it, just getting that part, if people only got that part alone, how much do you think sales would increase if people actually have a number for you on that if you want to know? But tell me, what do you think the number is? Uh, what In your mind, what have you witnessed that the number would be? If you could just tell the guys in your team to say, hey, guys, I don't care what we do, but we're going to bring this to a conclusion. Let's not leave any loose ends behind on every call. Tell me, what, what, how much money or how much uh, percentage do you think the growth that would achieve just by doing that? uh from from the growth percentage it's going to be at least 10 10 to 20 percent i would imagine off the top of my head with with uh opportunity calls that is with with service calls it's usually a lot higher which that usually doesn't happen a whole lot but on opportunity calls if it's less than 10 percent, i'd be amazed yeah you know what the uh service calls we found that the average would go from about 60 percent up to 92 percent if they would complete complete the call now Rather than, yeah, I'll come back, give me a call back when you're ready for the rest of it or something like that. Hey, let's go ahead and put it on the schedule now, right? And then I seen on sales calls, the average closing rate by the average people around the country is about 26%. Uh, wow. And then their closing, their closing rate goes up to over 65% when they do that. And a professional like you, if you do it, the average closing rate can go from that 50%-ish where a professional would be up to close to that, close to that 80%, 82, 84%, something like that. So it is a, it's a huge part of it there. And I think, man, I, I you know what? Uh, I cannot argue with your three, your three keys. Uh, you nailed it, buddy. Uh, this is, is going to be a premium podcast for everybody to listen to. And I definitely am going to highly recommend this uh, to everybody I talk to. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Joe. And just, uh, I really appreciate everything that you're doing for our industry. And I would just recommend everyone to listen to the people to have the results, to get the results that you want. So, Well, Andrew, is this, this, this podcast will be featured in the Service MVP app. Uh, it's under our podcast section now, and you'll be uh, you'll be boldly featured there. And you're in, you know, the internet, Andrew, is forever. You know that, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> can't get rid. Of, you can't get rid of it, even no matter what happens. I'd say one thing: no matter whatever happens, Andrew, there's nothing you can ever do to lose my unconditional friendship because you you've given I've given that from day one. You've taken very good care of it, so I appreciate you uh, doing that, Andrew. Uh, thank you, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you, buddy. Have a good one, everybody. We will talk to you next podcast. Have a good one, everybody.